how are you? Uh, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> uh, falling apart and you're freezing to death. We're good. We Yay! Got- We're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything is awesome. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. I, my nap was too long and my brain has been... I know, you're mad at my nap. I even made coffee and I'm still like, Ugh. Okay, that's normal. Okay, so it's Riley's story. So last night when she was eating dinner, what did we have that was so good? Everything. Oh, I made macaroni and cheese. Uh, my homemade macaroni and cheese. And so she was eating it. And after she took a couple of bites, she just looked at me and she goes, Mama, I just wish I could lick my tongue. She wanted to be able to taste it again. Okay. <laughs> and that was how she described that? Okay. Okay. I get it. All right. Okay. Why don't you just have another bite, kid? <laughs> She's so entertaining. Okay. Okay. Hey guys, I'm Kelly. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to A Day With Murder. Alright you guys, our case today is from February 8th, 2017. I think this is the most... Is this the most recent one we've ever done? I think so, yeah. Oh, except the El Paso Walmart shooting. That one might have been more recent. That was 2019, yeah. So, Reagan Tokes was born on March 15th, 1995 to parents Toby and Lisa. They lived in Ohio with her little sister, Mackenzie. In 2003, Reagan and her dad, Toby, went to an Ohio State football game. During the game, she looked at her dad and told him, Dad, I want to go here. She graduated high school with a 4.5 GPA and played on varsity lacrosse and tennis teams. 4.5. Right? She's in crackers, dude. After graduation, after graduations, after graduation, her parents and sister moved. <laughs> so many graduations. Sorry, go ahead. I have had three. True. After graduation, her parents and sister moved to Florida. She stayed behind to achieve her longtime goal of going to Ohio State University. She began college as a pre-med student, then changed her major to psychology. After her planned graduation in May of 2017, she wanted to work at the Cleveland Clinic, go to graduate school, and eventually open her own practice. She had applied for graduation and chosen the frame for her diploma. Tragically, Reagan never made it to graduation. I've already got the goosebumps. (laughs) I've got the angry goosebumps. Oh no, the angry goosebumps. The angry goosebumps. Do you get those? No, that's just you. That that oh. one's just that one's all you, babe. Brian Goldsby was born January twenty sixth, nineteen eighty eight, to a teenage mother and a father who abandoned them. Doctor Stinson, a forensic psychologist who later testified, said that Goldsby's childhood was about as bad as it gets and a recipe for disaster. He grew up with an alcoholic mother that abused him from the age of five. He was removed from his home four different times by the age of fourteen and placed under foster care. At age twelve, he was raped by a neighbor. And from an early age, he began committing crimes such as criminal trespassing, receiving stolen property, theft, shoplifting, criminal damaging, and even threatening to kill his mother with a knife. He began to, quote, act out sexually and was sent to the Buckeye Boys Ranch where he received sex offender treatment. What? I don't really know. I tried to find more information on Buckeye Boys Ranch because to me it just sounds shady. Uh, Right? It does. Yeah, it just seems like. It would be an episode of Criminal Minds. Right, yeah, it's not okay. But it seems to be totally on the up and up. I couldn't find any kind of article where anybody said anything about this happened to me while I was there or anything like that. And apparently it's just where they go to try and treat people who could be burgeoning sex offenders. 
okay. Yeah, so I think they were just giving them therapy and treatments and stuff so they could learn to kind of suppress or work around their urges or something. I don't really know, but it sounded shady to me, so I looked it up, but apparently it's fine. He was later placed in the part in the de- who? Yep. He was later placed in the Department of Youth Services for petty crimes until he turned 21. In November of 2010, he came up behind an 8-month pregnant woman, 8-month old pregnant woman, 8-month pregnant woman. What? Why would it be eight months old? She's not eight, eight. months old. <laughs> but I would have pregnant- phrased it. She came up behind a woman who was eight months pregnant. Yeah. Who wrote this? Okay. You, that was you. In November of weakest link. He- <laughs> <laughs> oh. In November of 2010, he came up behind a woman who was eight months pregnant and put a knife to her throat. He threatened to kill her and her two-year-old son that was with her. He orally raped her while her son watched, then made her get into the car and drive him to several ATMs to withdraw money. He then forced her to drive to her home where he raped her again. He eventually just left her house and continued on his way. She did go to the police and report it, but she refused to testify. And without her testimony, Goldsby was able to plead down to robbery and attempted rape, which both carried a six-year sentence. And he was able to run that concurrently. So he served six years instead of 12. Also, the six months he served while waiting for trial was counted towards time served. So after only serving five and a half years, he was released in November of 2016 and had to register as a tier three sex offender. All because she didn't testify. Get out of my face. That shouldn't be a thing. Right? What? Yeah. Do, what? The, that should matter? not be a thing. That shouldn't be allowed to be. Why does it matter? The victim shouldn't be forced to sit in a courtroom with the man who violated her. And if she doesn't, then he gets a reward, basically. Right? I know. I know. I just. And don't. I'm not faulting her. Like, don't. Oh, of course not. Yeah, she should. That's my point. She shouldn't have to. There should be a different system where it is not on her to do that. Right. That's not her responsibility. And they should have. There should have been, I wonder how long it took her to report it. There should have been evidence. I don't know. I don't know. The justice system sucks. It, <sighs> it blows, it blows my mind. Again, this is why nobody comes forward because of things like this. It just, it's, it's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad down here. As if she didn't go through enough. Right. Now she's essentially being punished again because she didn't get any justice. All right. Continue on. <laughs> While he was in prison, he had 52 infractions slash violations, including possessing contraband, refusing to obey orders, stealing, fighting, and creating disturbances. He was so problematic that he had to move prisons. In the six years he was there, he was in five different prisons. Under Ohio law at the time, no more time could be added to their sentence. Why? Right? That's why I've, I... <sighs> Just because you're in jail, you can't get in trouble? That doesn't even... It's not its own country. You don't just change the laws. I mean, like for stealing, even if it was just stealing, if you steal something in the outside, quote unquote. In the the outside. Right? Coming to the out now. If you steal something, you know... You get whatever penalty. You can go to jail. So if you already are you're in, in jail, jail, you spend more time in jail. Nope. Mm-mm. You just, they tell you, I, I, like, that's not true. He probably I, got, 
He got moved. He got to go to a new house. Right? I, I don't, don't get it. And don't get it. I'm telling you, this whole... I'm... Oh, yeah, this whole whole, whole thing is bad. It's just, it's all bad. So upon his release, he was given a GPS ankle monitor. Keep in mind, he'd only been in prison for five and a half years. And he was placed into a temporary housing center that was run by the exit program. It's like a halfway house. He was allowed to come and go as he pleased, but was supposed to be in the house between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. He had some parole violations, such as letting the battery die in his GPS monitor and not coming home for curfew. These were considered non-severe and therefore didn't warrant immediate sanctions. What's the point of parole? Right. What's the point of being monitored? What's the if- point of the ankle monitor? I know. I know. I got in more trouble for breaking curfew than this guy did. <laughs> yeah, but it was your mom. Of course you did. What kind of... They should have put your mom in charge. <laughs> <laughs> if she was able to raise me, she could handle a prison. <laughs> Repeat offenses would go way down. <laughs> Those people would say, I am not going back in there. Nuh-uh. <laughs> and then they'd have the ones that aren't in there for bad things. that would just say, I'm not going back in there because I don't want to let her down. <laughs> she's going to tell me she's disappointed in me. I don't want to go back. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So there, there was a third violation that we couldn't find out what it was. And so a hearing was scheduled for February 23rd. And this hearing could have sent him back to prison. So, while under supervision, he was also able to commit the following crimes, and but they didn't know it was him at the time. Um, so, on January 24th, he robbed a woman at knife point for $3. $3. $3. January 27th, he robbed a woman for some gift cards. February 1st, he robbed a man of $20. February 2nd, abducted a man at gunpoint, forced him to drive to an ATM and got $500. He's making progress. February 6th, he pistol whipped a woman and robbed her of $38. And February 7th, he robbed a woman of her purse and bag. So that's six in, what, a two-week span? Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks. And that's not including the other, whatever the other violation was that got him a third hearing. And then why was it scheduled for so far away? Well, I mean, I don't have like a definite answer to that, but uh, look at in, look at anything. If you get a speeding ticket, your your court hearing date isn't you know, for another month. Yeah, but I feel like a speeding ticket and someone who's committed a rape and a robbery and various other violations while locked up and now committing violations while out. Can we fast track that one, maybe? People well, are lawing wrong. <laughs> My court dates were months or a year in advance. I mean, down the road. Yeah, but again, yours wasn't anything violent. No. I'm, and yours was and your not- first offense. Like, it wasn't a... Anything not, like this? Yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that that's how the system is. It's just a dumb, a waiting game, essentially. The night of February 8, 2017, Reagan worked her job at Bodega. It was a small bar and restaurant in downtown Columbus, Ohio. She had sent a text to her dad saying she would call him when she got off work. She worked her shift, said goodbye to her roommates that worked at Bodega with her, and left to walk to her car. A few days prior, Reagan and her dad had had a conversation about the string of robberies that were happening nearby, and these were the ones that we just talked about, Mm -hmm. and warned her to stay vigilant and aware of her surroundings. Unfortunately, it didn't help because on her way to her car, she ran into Goldsby. He had been walking around OSU's campus. 
then got on a bus headed downtown and walked around her place of work for about an hour and this is all known from his ankle monitor and um everything that i read said that he there was no connection of these two previously um he just happened to be i think it was just wrong place wrong time oh it sucks yeah he forced her into her car and made her drive to several atms the first two transactions of a 500 withdrawal were declined at 10 18 p.m they stopped in an alley for 12 minutes and this is where he raped her this is when he decided to kill her to keep her from going to the police like his last victim he made her go to another atm and 60 dollars was taken and she only had like 77 dollars in her bank account like that just shows like how which i think is actually life had not even amazing considering she was a student who was living on her own i mean yeah but it just shows like her life hasn't even like her life ha- life hasn't even started you know what i mean like, uh-huh like she's not even a grown-up no he made her drive to seattle grove metro park and had her remove all of her clothing he marched her into the field and shot her twice at close range once in the back of the head and once through the left side of her face goldsby admitted that she pleaded for her life saying all i want to do is live he took her car and drove home and he gave reagan's purse and wallet to his girlfriend as a gift he later disposed of the gun and shell casings in a sewer and he even tried to set her car on fire to destroy evidence but that didn't go well i'm fine it's fine everything's fine (laughs) that just sucks it's literally everything that as women we're taught to be afraid of walking alone at night yep and it just it's just it sucks it just it's terrible poor reagan and it's like they and it's time stamp from his ankle monitor like the 12 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. like it's just in that short of a time like your life is just drastically changed forever like i know that sounds stupid but it's just that's what that's what gets me okay all right since reagan was supposed to call her dad when she got off work around 10 p.m he became worried he tried to call her for several hours until her phone died around 2 a.m Two things happened the next morning, which was the ninth. The first is a park goer discovered Reagan's body and called it into the police. And second, Reagan and her roommate Kirsten were supposed to walk to class together. But Kirsten looked into her room and Reagan was nowhere to be found. She assumed that she had gone to the library to study or something and didn't find it too alarming at the time. But later on that day, when they realized she hadn't gone to any of her classes, Kirsten gathered the other three roommates and they headed to Bodega because that's where Reagan was last seen by any of them. They began talking to the manager there, and that's when one of the other employees there mentioned that he had seen on the news that a body had been found at Scioto Grove Metro Park. This caused the manager of Bodega to call in a missing persons report for Reagan. A tattoo and necklace is what helped police identify the body that was found in the park. Reagan's uncle, who lived in the area, was the one that came in and officially identified her. I'd be identified by my tattoos. I know. It's moments like this where I'm glad I have one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is such a dark thought but it is i can't imagine anything worse than not somebody yeah. not knowing what happened <laughs> yeah or not knowing or not knowing yet. what happened yeah police began investigating her murder they couldn't find anyone that had problems with reagan or that would want her dead the police first thought it was someone that reagan knew based on the fact that this crime seemed personal just a few weeks before reagan and her boyfriend jake had broken up but it was an amicable breakup they both just wanted to focus more on school and they remained friends. He was the prime suspect until police discovered he had a pretty rock solid alibi that night. 
The police then used a program and searched for Reagan's license plate to see if it had been spotted anywhere, and there were no hits. They then turned to another program, and a garbage truck had gotten a hit on her license plate. Police went to that spot, and the car was still there. There was an empty gas can in the, in the trunk, burn marks inside the car, an overwhelming sense of gas and cigarette butts in the car. Reagan did not smoke, which means that these had to be from the killer, so police rushed the butts off for testing. Rushed the butts off. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having my mental break now. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Okay. It's gone. They also started to call around to see where the gas can had been bought from, and they actually got a hit on that, which that surprised me. Right. Um, and there was a surveillance video of the person buying the gas can. There was also a video from the ATM that showed Reagan driving and a shadowy figure in the passenger seat. So one thing, with the license plates, I did not know that like garbage trucks had them. But when a guy I was dating was repoing cars, uh-huh. we would drive around and the car had cameras on it. And it would, where we would drive, it would scan all the plates and it would like run through this computer thing. And that's when it would come up with a hit of if the um, car needed to be repossessed or not. Uh-huh. So I know that that's like a thing, but I didn't realize that like, why would, why would a garbage truck have a license plate scanner? Um, I don't know. I think it was, I could be wrong because I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think I heard it on the Red Handed podcast where that is just normal in um, the UK. All police cars, all for stuff like this. And I think like the traffic lights and all their security cam that's government run, I think they they can all do that. I mean, I don't, I personally don't have a problem with it. I think it's awesome. I, I agree 100%. I was just surprised that something like a well, I guess because it's a government... Maybe they're doing it in government vehicles now. I think that's great. I would love that. A garbage truck isn't a government vehicle, though. They get paid by the government. Nope. Yeah. Like, because our trash people, it's not Chesterfield County trash. Well, and it might have, Well, okay. If it's a... There are private trash companies, but, like, ours is through the the county. Sure. So, I guess there are private trash companies, but ours is... Some, some is through the county, so maybe this was, like, a county or a city thing that yeah i'm not mad at it if we have any foreign listeners right now they're like what are they talking about (laughs) that's one of those weird things that we're just talking about and they might be going okay well that's great skip ahead (laughs) all right okay what is this Uh, i don't know what a county is but okay lieutenant davidson was working on reagan's case when the dna results came back a couple of days later he was surprised to find out he knew who the killer was he was the one that had arrested goldsby before and put him in prison i bet he was pissed right yeah he said i thought he was still in jail i was shocked even he knew the justice system had failed after like, the- can you just he's like uh wait a second i already I already put this i cleared away. the street of him he's supposed where, to be bye-bye where do do it <laughs> <laughs> okay bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> it cracks me up every time it doesn't matter (laughs) what's happening what's going on it's gonna make me laugh good okay uh after the dna evidence and looking into his locations on his gps monitor and the video of him buying the gas can they had enough to arrest him on february 11th around 4 a.m the swat team arrested goldsby in interrogation he originally confessed to making her go to the atm to withdraw money but claimed he had left her alive police tried a new tactic and suggested that he had an accomplice Goldsby fell into the trap and invented someone named TJ. 
He claimed TJ forced him to rape Reagan and that TJ was the one who actually shot and killed her. He said, I wanted to just run and call the cops for real. I could have, but at the time, I didn't want to put my babies in jeopardy. The police went along with the charade to get more details and evidence. But while in prison before his trial, he confessed to the mother of his child and a friend that he's the one who killed Reagan. What an idiot. Yeah. And also, so the SWAT team mm-hmm. arrested him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that he's raped and murdered someone else, now they want to get all SWAT teamish. They didn't care about all the stuff that he did while he was in prison or what he did to get into prison and let him only serve six years. But now they want to put the SWAT team in at 4 a.m. to go get him. Well, to be fair, that's not up to the police. The SWAT team thing is. But I mean, they can't control how he was treated in prison. They can't control how he was prosecuted. They can only control how they arrest him and the evidence they give the prosecutors. Can you not come at me with logical reasoning right now? I'm so sorry. (laughs) How dare you make perfect sense? That's so rude. I am so sorry. (laughs) Man, they suck. We hate them. (laughs) They need to go back to the police academy. They're the worst. (laughs) Okay. On February 23rd, 2018, jury selection began for Goldsby's trial. The defense requested a change of venue because of all the publicity this case received, but that was denied. I still don't think that's fair. I'm I don't either. Yeah, I don't okay. think that's fair. He sucks, but that's not fair. Right. On March 5th, 2018, his trial began for his indictment on the following counts. One count of aggravated murder, one count of kidnapping, one count of rape, seven counts of aggravated robbery, two counts of tampering with evidence, and one count of a weapons charge. So I'm assuming he had confessed to the other crimes. Like those six crimes that he committed while he was out? I would guess so. I'm guessing that's what's in here. Because why would it be seven counts of... Yeah, because the only thing they would say for her... Because he took her to an ATM twice. I could see two counts, but I don't... Sure. I don't know. I I would assume that that's from the other... But then, wouldn't it be kidnapping of... Didn't he take a man at gunpoint and take him to an ATM? So wouldn't that be kidnapping? And So I don't know. That's weird. Maybe they just didn't want to make that guy testify. So they just dropped that kidnapping charge because I got him on all this other stuff. Can they like, <laughs> can they like save stuff like that? Yeah. Like, okay, we're not going to charge you for kidnapping this guy right now. And then like, if he got off on all of this, they could, didn't go and charge him for that. Yeah. And I've referenced That's it before, but I'll say it again. So like the, um, the Robert Durst thing for his killing his neighbor, they kept the dismemberment charge separate from the murder charge. And they just charged, they tried him at first for the murder charge, which he was said not guilty but then they got him on the dismemberment charge but he got time served or something like that okay if i remember correctly in closing arguments prosecutors said he killed reagan to cover up his crime and avoid being caught the defense claimed goldsby wasn't smart enough to plan her murder and he did it out of panic at sentencing goldsby made a feeble attempt at an apology to the family he said today i would like to apologize to the tokes family for the crimes i committed against your daughter When I first got locked up, I lied about everything. I said there was a TJ. There was no TJ. TJ is not real. I made TJ up because I was trying to wiggle my way out of this crime. The only other thing I have to say is, uh, please have mercy on me. That's all I've got to say. No, that's not good enough. Sorry, sir. That's it. That's all you have to say to the family that you killed their daughter. All he's doing is, like, defending himself. I mean, what else is there to say, really? Give a 
freaking sincere apology. Be but a he's decent not, human being. He's not. Uh, just let me be angry. I mean, be angry, but don't expect Girl. humanity out of someone like this. Well, that's fair. He was found guilty on all counts. Four of the jurors voted life in prison and eight voted for the death penalty. But since it wasn't unanimous, he was eventually sentenced to life in prison. He's currently in Ohio State Penitentiary. He's currently in Ohio State Penitentiary, a supermax prison in Youngstown, Ohio. So here we are again with the, so eight voted for the death penalty and four did not. Mm -hmm. Since it wasn't unanimous, they did not put him to death. Uh, There's one where, yeah, yeah, we've been through this before. It's just, it's, it's state to state and everybody seems to have their own idea. And I still, my favorite is still the judge in Florida who told the jury never mind forget it i got this do you remember that the jury came to a decision it was the guy who murdered the old woman in florida uh-huh. and he stole her watch and that's how they caught him because he sold oh, yeah, it yeah, 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 and the yeah, yeah. jury came back with a sentence and the judge was like ah, just kidding i'm good <laughs> i don't need y'all here sorry goodbye <laughs> i just needed i just was lonely i wanted company i didn't want to be by myself wrong. i got this <laughs> I wanted to make sure we had an audience every day because I look great. I just got my hair done. <laughs> I don't really need your opinions or anything like that, though. Just come hang out. Bring coffee. After Reagan's death, her family filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the exit program that failed their family. It was dismissed, but they filed an appeal, and that is currently ongoing. They're not going to win that. I know. Yeah, because they're that not going to. Yeah, they're not going to because that's a state run program and they're not just they're just not going to rule against the state. They don't do that. I know. Our justice system is so messed up because it sucks. I feel like they did get failed. They were absolutely yeah. failed by this program. hundred percent. hundred percent. They also started the Reagan Tokes Memorial Foundation. It helps teach self-defense. It promotes legislation aimed at reducing crime and it gives scholarships to students going to OSU, Reagan's beloved college. She was supposed to graduate in May, and her sister and parents received a posthumous degree in psychology that should have been awarded to Reagan. Oh, I'm getting teary now. <laughs> and that got me teary-eyed, too, because that's what they did with Jesse. Oh, mom and sister got his degree from VCU. A Tranquility Garden was dedicated to her on June 5th, 2019 at Scioto Grove Metro Park. There is a plaque that reads, In memory of a life so beautifully lived and a heart so deeply loved. Toby, Reagan's father, said, Knowing this is here, even though we live a long, long ways away in Florida, this is going to make us be a little more at peace with this place where where Reagan just wanted to live. Her mother said about the park in the garden, I used to have this crushing sensation where I almost couldn't breathe when we would pull into the park. And I didn't, I don't, oh, I'm crying. Hold on. (laughs) I got the mama. The mama got me. (laughs) You announce that you're crying and we immediately start laughing. The mama, the mama got me. Stunted. I mean, yes, but we've said that every episode, I feel like. Okay. Her mother said, I used to have this crushing sensation where I almost couldn't breathe when we would pull into the park, and I don't feel that way any longer. The, pra- the pain and the tragedy never goes away, and we carry it with us every day. But we need to keep moving forward, and there's this, there is still an amazing, beautiful world out there, and we have to learn how to move forward. We carry her with us in our hearts every day, and that will never change. There is also a yellow magnolia tree with a plaque with her name on it as a memorial on the campus of OSU. As a mother, I mean, because obviously I'm not a mom. As a mother, that daughter had been murdered the way that she was. 
and for her to say that there's still an amazing beautiful world out there like that's she has my all my respect yeah and it's it's got to be an impossible situation for her and for the dad too because they still have another daughter and they have to they just kind of you just kind of kind of keep going you know no matter how how hard it is you gotta just keep going i watched the uh i think it was a it was either 2020 or dateline Uh um about this case the she from what i saw it looked like she was like a daddy's girl Mm -hmm. and one of the most heartbreaking things for me it is is to see like a grown man get teary-eyed and like break down and stuff and while i was watching it he did and i was just like oh god so i'm like watching (laughs) i'm bawling my eyes out and i'm watching this video of this guy bawling his eyes out and i'm just like oh god i need help see it's different for me um because my dad was always the crier in the family so i'm kind of dad would watch hallmark commercials and just sob like a baby There was one where a dog like lost his bone or something, and Dad, I just look at my dad, and he's just crying. So, <laughs> the grown man crying, I'm cool with. It's the the mom crying because my mom never cries. <laughs> my mom's tough, so yeah. My mama doesn't cry until somebody else cries. <laughs> if I'm upset, she she'll cry uh-huh. for no reason other than the fact that I'm upset. <laughs> She's got you. Yeah, and she'll like, be your tear ducts. Right? Mothers are so weird. They're the best. They are. In December of 2018, the Reagan Tokes Act was brought to. Li- I don't think I was ready. Oh, you weren't ready. In December of 2018, the Reagan Tokes Act was brought to. Li- oh my gosh. You're still not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that word. In December of 2018, the Reagan-Tokes Act was brought to legislation. The part of this act that is for having the GPS... What? The part of this act that is for having the GPS ankle monitors requiring a curfew and area restrictions is currently being debated. But the part that is for having prisoners' time extended because of violations in prison was signed into law by Governor John Kasich? Kasich? Something like that. This also is aimed at reducing parole officer caseloads so they're not overwhelmed and can actually keep an eye on the convicts. When Goldsby was released back in November, there were 450 parole officers for 38,000 ex-prisoners that were on supervised release. That's 84 per officer. I did the math. You're welcome. Oh, I should have checked it. I, you didn't put that in there. I would have checked it. <laughs> oh, math by Ashley. Double check, please. The GPS monitors are not monitored in real time, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. The company that makes and sells these monitors collects the data, then shares the information with the parole and or police officers. Kristen Boggs, an, an Ohio State representative, discovered that GPS monitors can be set up to alert officers of curfew or, and or location violations. At this time, there's no statistics on crimes committed where the perpetrator is wearing an ankle monitor. So, I thought they were done in real time. I don't think I ever really thought about it, but I sort of think I must have assumed the same thing. I have a problem with the fact that it's a private company. Right? What is with our... Why? 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 Why is our justice system? Why? Just why? Just why? So, if you put a monitor on somebody that's been released from prison... I would have thought that, you know, like she said, where you can have area restrictions, like you can only go 
you know, uh-huh. lives in this area. Because you see in TV, and I know it's TV, but you see in TV all the time where they it, get like an alarm goes off and yeah, cops pull up immediately. Why is that not a thing? I don't know. I, I'm not saying that all criminals need to have this or something like that. But this guy who has had this kind of history and all of these problems in prison before. Yes, when you have a habitually violent offender. Yeah. yeah. You need to watch him. Yeah, that's 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 an issue. So I don't know why it's not like that, because you can do that. I could pull up my phone right now and we share our location with one another so I could know where you are immediately. You so know where I am. Yeah. Why is that not a thing that we can do with with prisoners or parolees right Right? okay and then i really have a problem with it being a a company that does this yeah it's like the for-profit prisons that we have that should not be a thing why does it need to be outsourced anyways people should not be making money involved right people shouldn't be making money off this that's why there are so many people locked up when they really shouldn't be the for-profit prisons that we have there has to be a certain amount of prisoners in them at all times that's part of the contract that they're there I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I just think that it should be, yeah, for example, like how you and I share each other's uh-huh. location, right? So I like how you're upset about one thing and I'm upset about another thing. <laughs> we're both upset about the other thing too, but we're more upset about our own thing. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So you, even if it is 84 prisoners per um, parole officer, uh-huh. how you should be able to like scroll through like an app or something and be like hey where is this guy at today and also hey let me check in on this one prioritize like say this guy's shoplifted because he was hungry he can go to the bottom of the list or this girl's in here because she had weed and she shouldn't have so she can go to the bottom of the list but this guy was in prison for robbery and attempted rape and he also had 75 different violations while he was in prison so maybe move him to the top top we just solved it we solved parole you're welcome america you're welcome <laughs> all of america the whole country you are welcome we fixed it we should be parole officers no nailed thank it you. no thank you i got that oh i so got that they always see them in movies and stuff where they have to chase people down i'm not gonna do that can i get a segue huh? and just like roll after people <laughs> wait you stop <laughs> well if they had ankle monitors i wouldn't have to chase them hmm. but their batteries apparently die and stuff yeah, that's not happening. Like, why doesn't it? I just ugh. use a battery from one of those cell phones from the early two thousands. They lasted for forty seven days. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen my really phone did, in six though. weeks, and then you'd find it and it still had three <laughs> bars of battery. <laughs> Forget you had a phone and you found it and it was still good, <laughs> right? And now I have to charge my phone like at least twice a day, every five minutes, right? <laughs> I watched one video and my phone's dead. (laughs) Thanks, Apple. Mine's just because I'm on it constantly. Oh, well, there you go. Hi, give me a happy ending. Okay. So our birthday's today for February 8th. First, we have John Williams was born in 1932. Famous composer. Do you recognize the name? It's so generic. No, I don't recognize the name. Why are we friends? (laughs) He wrote the... He wrote the theme to <laughs> Jurassic Park, Star Wars, Jaws. We watched Jurassic Park, um, not last night, night before last, and it honestly freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's like the original. Uh huh. That was the first yeah. movie I ever had nightmares about when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, or however yeah, old I was, was when I saw it. Yeah, it was pretty. Scary. But that theme music. Thanks, John Williams. Oh, okay. Hey, good job. In 1943, Creed Bratton was born, and he played Creed on The Office. <laughs> oh, is that his real name? Uh huh. I'd love him. <laughs> yep. He was born in 1943. 
And then in 1974, Seth Green was born and he played Oz on Buffy. And he did a bunch of other stuff too, but he played Oz and Buffy. Aww. And that's our birthdays for today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And then, so today, continuing with our Black History Month, which would just be American History Month. So I normally go in order by date, like which happened first. However, today I'm going to do it not that way because I want to end with a happier one because the one that I'm talking about today really makes me mad and I never knew about it. Okay. Okay. So in 1968, the Orangeburg Massacre happened and that was, so it happened in Orangeburg, South Carolina at South Carolina State University and it happened when about 200 students gathered on February 6th to protest segregation at a bowling alley. They wanted to go and the guy who owned it was like, no, it's a private. I don't have to let you in and it's going to make all my customers mad if we let black people in here. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we want to go. So they protested on um, the 6th and that was fine. Nothing, ha- like it was just a protest. There was no kind of incidents or anything. February 7th, they a lot of uh, students returned to happen to resume the protest, but 15 of them were arrested and I don't really know why. I couldn't really find why. I guess just because they were out and black. Parading without a permit. Remember? Parading without a permit. Probably just because they were out and black and how dare they. Yeah. And then on February 8th, it was bad because, you know, the police were pissed that they were having to deal with these black people causing trouble. And the obviously the protesters were pissed that they'd been arrested for no reason. So they gathered at South Carolina State University campus instead of the bowling alley. They built a bonfire, which a police officer tried to put out. And he was hurt by a piece of banister who was thrown from the crowd. So a highway patrolman fired his gun into the air in an attempt to, quote unquote, calm the crowd. And so hearing the shot, the officers thought they were being fired on by the students and they just started shooting into the crowd. Yeah. So the... Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. So the young men who were killed, so Samuel Hammond and Henry Smith were two of the men who were killed, and they were students at the at South Carolina State University. And this is so sad. And Delano Middleton was a 17-year-old high school student who was there protesting. And they all three of them were killed, and 27 other students were injured. And this happened because the, the officers used shotguns filled with buckshot when they fired into the crowd. So many of the victims were shot in their backs or through the soles of their feet because they were running of the way. Not a single student was armed. Nine officers were held responsible for the shootings and were brought to trial on charges of excessive force at a campus pro- protest. All nine were, get all were acquitted. Every single one yep, of them was acquitted. I knew it. I knew it. The only person who was charged and sent to prison as a result of this incident was Cleveland Sellers, who was the student nonviolent coordinating committee representative who organized the protest. And he was convicted for inciting a riot because the officers were shooting at them. He was later pardoned for that, but it's ridiculous that it happened at all. And I had never in my life heard about this. Oh, my God. So and it was really actual. Yeah. All because they're black. Because they were black and they wanted to be served at a bowling alley. They wanted to wear ugly clown shoes. And just be, have a right to do what they wanted to do. And be teenagers. And be teenagers and just do what they wanted to do. And just as a little note, so this happened in 1960, hold on, I'm really mad. This happened in 1968. The Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964. So segregation was supposed to be officially over. So what Four was Four years here? ago. The dude who owned it 
that owned the the bowling alley, whose name, unfortunately, was Harry Floyd. He claimed that his bowling alley was exempt from segregation laws because it was private property. Is that a thing? I have no idea, and I don't care. I really don't care. Segregation shouldn't have been a thing. I know. I know what you're saying, but still. So, and then it also says that this was, hold on, let me find where it said it. And again, I did not, I had never heard of this before in my life. I haven't either. And it seems extremely important. (laughs) Seems like it it should, it should matter to people. Why is this not talked about? It's a prime, it's a prime example of everything. Whitewashing history. Of the, of, yes. Yeah, yeah, this is where the white racists are clearly the bad guys. Clearly yeah. the bad guys. And, so and they don't, about so it. we don't want to talk so about nobody it. nobody knows. And it says it was the first um, example of a student killing by a law enforcement professional in the United States. So even without it being a moment in civil rights history, it should be just something horrific that we talk about anyway. Yeah. And I'd never heard of it before, which is why I thought it was so important. I know it's heavy and we normally try and end on sort of a lighter note, but it felt really important that it was talked about. That's extremely important. So the Orangeburg Massacre, look it up, talk about it, tell people that it happened because the the people who were injured, they matter. The three men who lost who lost their lives, they matter. Again, their names were Samuel Hammond, Henry Smith, and Delano Middleton. And they were three men who were killed while protesting. And it just felt really important that it was talked about today. Damn. But the happier one, here's the happier one. Yeah, can you tell me something happy in my happy... Can I have a happy in my happy ending? Because <laughs> I'm just getting an ending. <laughs> that's better than what a lot of people get, so... Oh, say, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> At least you can find the ending. Good job. Good job. <laughs> okay, so then in 1965, so we're moving backwards a little bit, because I did want to end on something a little bit lighter. So in 1965, the Supremes released their song, Stop! In the name of love, before you break my heart, think it over. And that's it today, because I know we talked about that one for a while. Oh, wow. Okay. I know that was heavy, but like I said, it felt really, really vital that we talked about it. And that's kind of another murder. There's another hair. Have two. Have two murders today. You're welcome. Actually, four. This this one might need like a warning or something, because I feel this one's a lot darker. than it, it normally is yeah okay so who caught your eye this week my heart's beating real fast <laughs> why are you mad or stressed out or what's going on uh, so all of it all of it oh just all the feelings yeah let me tell you about who caught my eye because this makes me really happy so i had to go and get my other mri done and um so they put this uh dye contrast stuff mm-hmm. in in the joint and everything before you have the actual mri they take you back into x-ray so that they can see where the needle is going and 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 all this and that or whatever i've never had this done before and the lady that called me back her name was christy and she i don't get like attached to people in the beginning you know because i'm like it was stranger danger Uh uh-huh but like as soon as i saw her like she gave me warm and fuzzies Oh, like you could just feel it just like radiating off for her. And it's rare that you meet somebody like that. And um, so she, you know, showed me where to like change my clothes and blah, blah, blah. And she was talking to me. And because the last MRI I had, I didn't realize how claustrophobic I was, uh-huh. you know, so I knew I was having another one. So I'm kind of like, you know, like getting a little antsy or whatever. And she's like, everything's going to be OK. She's like, tell me what you're nervous about. And, you know, like all this and that and everything. And then I was in the x-ray room and they were putting the stuff in my shoulder. And so I looked the other way. Mm-hmm. Like once they put the needle in, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But then like trying to like getting ready to put the needle in, uh-huh. like I don't want to see all that. So I had turned away and they put this needle like 
in your joint, which okay. is extremely painful. No. They numb it, but it's still there. Anyway, okay. yeah. So I, <laughs> I like winced and like squinted, you know, like close your eyes, like when uh-huh. something hurts. And like I balled like my fist up and she saw it and she like started like rubbing my arm. She's like, it's okay, honey. Aww. It's okay. It'll be over soon. She's like, I know it hurts. And I just want to be like, I just love you. Like I just wanted to hug her. <laughs> like she just made me so comfy, cozy, and warm and fuzzy. And I just, she was the best. Good job, Chrissy at VCU. That's all I got. That was a lot. I know. (laughs) Sorry. What if Christy from VCU is one of our listeners? (gasps) Christy, hi. uh, You're the best. That'd be fun. That would be exciting. (laughs) Who caught your eye? Mine's still the same. It's still Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I'm still watching it. And then I've been reading the Red-Handed book by the Red-Handed, the ladies who run the Red-Handed podcast. So, and it's really good. So they caught my eye this week too. And they're writing in there. Their sense of humor is and just their existence. And they're um, Hannah McGuire and Sariti Bala. (laughs) So there we go. Oh, and I'm still working on making you something. What is it? I thought it was a milkshake. No. You lied to me. I've been waiting for weeks for my milkshake. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've done most of it, but like I said, don't. Don't judge it. It was made with love. Just know that. I'd rather it be made with skill, personally. <laughs> <laughs> you crack yourself up, don't you? I do. Come on. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. I was proud of myself for that one. It was made with love. I'd rather it be made with skill, but thanks. <laughs> but thanks. But thanks, though. Um, I'm just joshing. So that was our case from February 8th, 2017. Okay. All right, guys. So that was our case from February 8th, 2017. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at A Date with Murder and on Facebook at A Date with Pod. Bye. <laughs> well, because I was going through a closing tab on my um, thing and then I realized, oh, crap, I already closed that one. <laughs> and I got really upset. That's our case from February 8th, 2017. <laughs> uh, okay, let me Because you were so confident in the date. <laughs> I knew the date. I couldn't. Re- I can never remember the year. <laughs> February two. February two thousand. <laughs> and this has been a date with murder. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> More like Bobby was forced. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh my god! I killed them all, of course. <laughs> it's the R's. You have to hit the R's really hard. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Killed them all, of course. <laughs> oh my god! My eyes are watering. I'm so sorry. Thank you for that. <sighs> You're quite welcome. Anytime. Anytime. Okay. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Amen. Amen. Do it. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye bye. Is that the place with the grilled cheese and beer? It is. It oh, is. well, that's good. It is. It is. Yes, but is that the place with the grilled cheese and beer? <laughs> only Fairfax that's has only that. they have that there. <laughs> yeah, it's their specialty. I, I was listening to episode thirty-three again. What are you talking about? Do you seriously not hear it? That makes me so sad. You ruined my were life. You, were you messed up saying microscopically? No. Uh, I put a thing in the episode that says, hold on.
I thought it was so funny. I left for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and you didn't even hear it. Why are we friends again? All right, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Their appointment. Da, 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 da. What could it mean that Wilson didn't show up? All will be revealed next time. <laughs> <laughs> No, I heard that. I heard that. Well, how did you not think it was like that? <laughs> because I find this hilarious anyways. Did you not do that when we recorded? How would I put those sound effects in when we weren't recording? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I just walk around making sound effects with my mouth. I'm a beatboxer. <laughs> That's why I was so confused. How in the like world do you think that I just put the theme music in and then a record scratch while we're speaking? I don't know. Why are we friends? I don't know. I'm sorry. I was so upset that you didn't immediately comment on it. Because I was so proud. Because I thought that you did it while we were recording. I'm just going to take that to mean that my voiceover work is so good. You can just hear what's it, going it, on. It really is. It really is. I'm sorry. And I'm Ashley. But not for long. <laughs> but who else am I going to be, though? You're going to be kicked out. You're going to be voted off the island. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. I don't. But I'm not the weakest link, though. In this podcast? I mean, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, well. Jury selection. What? That's Why were you so confused? What? Because I said February correctly. And I was oh, I didn't even notice. Great job. Right? And then you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> that evil laugh you just did was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I said February correctly to everything after that was wrong. <laughs> People don't do that. They do, though. That's a thing. We must hang out with different people. Because you hang out with people and I don't. <laughs> you, I can't ask you a question and then you ask me a question. That's not well, how that Well, I didn't ask you a question. I made a statement. So I'm not sure why you're confused. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? Where am I? Ew. <laughs> Stop! Oh my gosh, why can't your mouth go down so far? You look like the Joker. <laughs> the what? But in reverse. You mean my perfect frown? You're the recoach. It's a joker backwards. Holy cow, that is astonishing. It really looks like a perfect you or something. You're welcome. It's a skill. That's really remarkable. How did I not know you could do that? Because you don't generally make me pout. You're welcome. I'm a right? good friend to have. <laughs> right? Yeah. Who else would put up with my nonsense? Literally no I one. understand my brain. Literally no one. Right? And also okay. same. The opposite. Same. <laughs> Reverse and sames. <laughs> opposite sames? Reverse and opposite and sames. <laughs> I feel like that was clear. Why are you confused? <laughs>